I am Dr. Cam, and welcome to another episode of Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. And today I am joined by Sharon Rea, and she is a family coach as well. And you focus on communication and relationships. And one of the things that we really bonded over and talked about was this co-parenting after divorce. And the reason we did is because I'm not married nor divorced. So this was your specialty. And I was learning a lot from you about this, which I was like, oh my gosh, you have to share this <laughs> with parents. And I want to just share one more thing about you before we jump in. You are the founder of the global movement, No Judgment, Just Love, which just touches me so much. I love the whole concept. And we're going to talk about that. And you invite people to choose to move beyond judgment so that divide consciously lead with love in your thoughts, words, and actions. And we need that no more than right now um, in the world in general and with our teenagers. And so that we can genuinely help us relate to each other better. And Sharon, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much, Dr. Cam. I am here in nighttime Arizona. It's 730 in the morning. (laughs) So, you know, I am passionate about speaking with parents of teenagers when you're moving through a divorce with teens, which is exactly what I did. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, it's so <laughs> lovely to see you. And I wanted to share real quick, because we were talking right before this about all of our technical issues and you, Google Chrome disappeared on you. Yes. <laughs> you're like 7.30 in the morning, trust me. <laughs> And Google Chrome is gone. And the other day I was presenting to a bunch of people and all of a sudden I'm on the mic in my headphones all day long and suddenly they couldn't hear me. And they're all trying to teach me how to use Zoom, which I use 24-7. And I had pushed the mute mic, the mute on my mic. And so you told me what? And I was like, got to say this again. Okay. So parents, when you have teenagers, just like Google Chrome and your mic, they're not going to do what you want them to do every moment of every day. That's just normal. And so what I shared with Cam was when we are anxious and stressed and can't get them to do what we want, our answers and our solutions don't come. And so when you feel yourself doing that, just take a free breath. Doesn't cost anything. (laughs) And what that does is it brings oxygen back to your brain so your brain can really think. And what it also does is calm your heart so that your answers will come to you. So right in the middle of this stressful time where I couldn't get on Google Chrome, which means I couldn't find my email, which means I couldn't do this, I took a breath and all of a sudden I realized, oh, I can just copy the address to my other email to this other server and then here I am. Voila. And you can solve. And we could end right there. We're not going to because you have so much other good information. But I want people to just let that soak in for a second. When you're starting to lose it, breathe. Just calm down and breathe. Because one of the things I always say too is the second you start yelling, you stop parenting. Yes. Because your mind is not in it. It's not in it for your kids and it's not in it for you. So I think that is just phenomenal. Tell us more about you and this No Judgment, Just Love campaign that you are doing. Thank you so much. Six years ago, when I started the whole family, I didn't know how to be an entrepreneur. And someone said, well, you need a tagline describing what you do. 
and it can't be more than six words. It's got to be less than, you know, all these rules. And I just went, oh my Lord, that's stress. But what happened is these four words just sort of came to me. No judgment is a sentence by itself. Just love is a sentence by itself. And those two things together give you something to reach for because obviously we judge every day all the time. Mm -hmm. That's normal, it's human. So I'm not asking you not to be normal. I'm asking you to use that very free tool that we don't use enough, which is breathe. <laughs> because when you judge and you will, I'm asking you to take a breath before you respond or react so that you can move closer to love and farther away from judgment. Now, this is hard to do. Look around your teenagers, look around your relationships, look within yourself. How many times are you judging yourself inside your head? Then all you have to do is turn on the TV for five seconds and judgment starts. So it is a practice and it is a practice from two places to begin with. One, do you believe that this is possible for you? Do you believe that you can learn to judge less? Mm. And the second thing is, if you believe that, are you willing? Are you willing to take a pause mm. and evaluate that judgment you just made about yourself or someone else or your teenager? Yeah. Because remember, they're just learning to live in the world. They're discovering themselves. They don't have everything fixed. Their brains are not fully developed to be able to do adult behavior, which is what often we ask them to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so if you can judge them, oh my goodness, look at what you just did. How could you have been telling you over and over and over. And then when you hear yourself, take a breath. <sighs> Lord, I was human. I judged. Now, how can I choose something different? in my actions, in my words, or in my behavior that moves me closer to awareness that my teenager is learning, which equals more love for everybody. Mm. That is that is so well said and so beautiful and so true. So true. You know, the expectations we have on our teens when we sit back and recognize how completely impractical they are Yes. And the message we're sending to them that something's wrong with them because they don't already have these skills, which we need to teach them, right? And we can't teach them when we're judging. And Correct. We're so that is phenomenal. Now, tell us a little bit about you and how you got into this. And then we can kind of go into, because I know some of your story is the co-parenting and we can mm -hmm. get into some of that. Well, um, I was married uh, for 21 years to my daughters. I have two daughters. They're now uh, going to be 30 and 24. What the heck? <laughs> but they we were met. Well, the other I know. I'm looking at my daughter. What do you mean you're moving out on Tuesday? What? <laughs> um, anyway, so I was married for 21 years to a person who was exactly opposite of me. Opposites attract. And sometimes they can move forward and blend. And sometimes they just keep being opposite and it gets harder. My former husband is a lawyer. I am not. He is Italian. I am not. 
he has a view of the world that is very uh, is a result of how he was raised, which is in Jersey City, New Jersey, which is a difficult place to live. Lots of violence, lots of crime. I lived in Maryland in the country where the doors were open, you know, so everything about us, our whole view of life was different. When we had teenagers, I realized, and that was probably about 18 years after our marriage, that it just wasn't going to work. We tried, we would even put up a note on the door and say, that's not what I meant. <laughs> Whenever we start an argument, I recommend that y'all. <laughs> because someone will take what you meant wrong and that's not what you meant, that's not what I meant. <laughs> Um, and so when I, ch I chose to rearrange our family, now, did you hear mm. my words? Yeah. I didn't say I chose to get divorced. I chose any kind of negative judgment about him or me. I said, I chose to rearrange our mm. family. That's powerful. And that when you begin that way, you have the words of rearranging and you still have the words of family mm -hmm. because you're still a family. You're just in a different situation. However, <laughs> because we are so different and he is a lawyer, I worked in a law firm, so I understand, but oh my goodness, it was four years of trauma mm -hmm. for everyone. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had a house, two cars, two kids. How hard could this be? Be careful what you ask. <laughs> so in that time, I had a job where I was working here in Arizona. There's a program called First Things First, which mm -hmm. helps parents that are raising children birth to five understand their development, how to um, really help them get set up for school. And so that job was taking me away from our daughters too mm -hmm. long. I decided to quit that job and go out on my own and do parenting because I was going through divorce at the same time raising teenagers, which was triple double stress. And so what I realized is that I had to begin with the place that we often forget, which is with myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can't start changing him. I can't start changing our teens and they were nine and 13. I have to, can only have 100% control over myself. Isn't that an aha for everybody? Right. <laughs> and so in that space, I realized two of us were in this relationship. So that means two of us had responsibilities and that one person was me. So I had to sit, I chose, judged myself all up and down, judged him all up and down. And then I had to take a breath and say, hey girl, you didn't do everything wonderful and beautiful, so you cannot and should not blame him out loud or to your mind, because what you think about will come out <laughs> at the most un inopportune times, and your daughters will hear that. So you have to work on yourself, which is what I did for four years, <laughs> and he helped by being the most difficult awful, horrible, what's that book? The most difficult, awful, horrible day. No good, horrible. Yeah. No good, horrible day. Yes, every day. And at the same time, I had to open my eyes and see what our dysfunctional parenting had produced in the behaviors of our daughters. Mm -hmm. What an interesting perspective. Yes, because Sitting in my home, our single home with my two daughters, I'm on this side of the sofa, they're over here, the refrigerator's across the room. Mom, can you get me this? Now these are teenagers. <laughs> I'm going, are you broken? What do you mean, mom, get me this? 
But I realized in our home, I would ask them to ask me first before they went to the refrigerator because they were in the refrigerator all the time. Mm -hmm. Now I have to shift my perspective. I'm raising teens because those were little kids in my house. They have to know how to manage their own behavior. So I, as a mom, have to shift my parenting perspective from raising little kids where you have a little bit more control to raising teenagers where your job description shifts. It shifts to a guide for a young person learning how to live in the world based on your personal and family values. Mm. Yep. That's a big ask for a lot of us because we're stressed. I mean, teenagers are not just la-di-da and then going through a divorce is not la-di-da. You have a lot going on. So please be willing to use that tool of breath. Mm -hmm. See what you can uncover. And what I found for myself and what I offer, and I know Dr. Cam and I both do, when you have only a limited amount of options in your mind, you can only purview those limited amounts. That's the benefit and the value of engaging myself as a family coach and Dr. Cam to give you broader perspective, mm -hmm. to give you a new way to look at things so that now when you're taking that breath and figuring out, you have more choices mm -hmm. to try. And remember, every day is a new day for everybody, including you. Nobody's done January 20th, 2021 yet. And all of the days leading up to that will inform us what we know on January 21. Mm. So here's a big tip, parents of teens. Please hear me on this one. Whether you believe me or not, just sit with it. You can never do anything wrong. You can never do anything that's a mistake. Yes. There are some very important things with children's behavior, keeping them safe, helping them understand, but you're doing a lot of that already, I would imagine, if you're listening to this show. Because what I know yesterday is the total of what I know all the, together. Mm -hmm. So the decisions I make yesterday are what I make with the information that I have. Once today comes, I'm listening to Dr. Cam, you're listening to me, you now have new information so it is not healthy to go judge yourself about yesterday with the new information that you have. But what it is appropriate to do is to evaluate yesterday from the information you have today. So this way you can choose that worked, this didn't work. I have this new information. Let me see how this works. I love that. There's, uh, Maya Angelou has a quote, now that I know better, I do better. And exactly. I love that quote because it is, it's about judging, not judging based on what you know today. I think that is so essential and judging other people on what you know. And I think that's always also hard too, judging your teens on what you know. Yes. If they don't know how to do it. Instead of getting angry, go, okay, how do I do? teach them to understand that, right? That's our yes. job. Mm. That is, uh, I love this. It's so well said, so well said. Um, when you go into now co-parenting, 
And as you said, you and your ex are way opposite sides of the spectrum. So I'm <laughs> guessing your parents' <coughs> style is probably way opposite sides of the spectrum. Oh my goodness, yes. And there's so much emotion and anger and all this stuff pent up about the other one too. So I see a lot of people that a lot of that comes out in their judgment on how they're parenting. Um, they're almost looking for ways that they're failing to justify that they made the right choice or to show, look at, I'm, I'm winning, I'm the better. Um, and I understand that. I completely understand that psychologically, but how do you get past that to do what's best for the kid? Oh, I got y'all an answer. <laughs> First of all, Parenting is not a competition. Did you hear me? Parenting is not a competition. Your mm -hmm. children love both of you in different ways, but in the depths of their heart, they love both of you. And both of you are going to be their forever parents. Mm -hmm. So you're not getting rid of this person. <laughs> Hard as you try. <laughs> So I offer, you have complete control of your thoughts. That might be a revelation. No one makes you do anything. You come either unwillingly or willingly, but it is always your choice. So you can choose to see them as the most horrible person doing the most difficult, awesome, ridiculous things. And if it is to the physical, emotional, or mental safety of your children, then you must act upon that. Okay. But often it is just a difference of opinion about how you parent. And so quick example, when my daughter was 12, learning how to babysit, we had a neighbor across the street <laughs> that she was going to go babysit their infant. What does my husband do? Former husband? He says, I'm going to stand at our door and watch you walk across the street because it's not safe. Mm -hmm. She's getting ready to go in the house and be by herself. <laughs> what <would> she... <laughs> I was like, what is that? <laughs> so that's just a quick example of how opposite we are. Because I don't need to watch her walk across the street. But I could judge that all up and down. Because that was the worst thing. That was a horrible thing. That's what... Blah, 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 blah. But what I chose to do was absolutely judge him that that's crazy. And then I took a breath and said, he is in her life for a reason, her dad. I am in her life for a reason. This is not something that I want to inform her that this is wrong, in my opinion. I have to, I chose to look at it to see how he is valuable to her by doing that and how I am going to shift her perspective because I'm aware, unlike my former husband, that that kind of mental confusion, I'm going to babysit by myself, but I can't walk across the street by myself, um, will cause her some challenges as she grows up. Mm -hmm. So now, rather than trying to fight him, which I'm going to lose every time, remember, he's a lawyer. <laughs> I chose, now I can inform my parenting to give her a different message, because I have control when she's in my home. I do not have control when she's in his home. So now I can help her uncover her strength to be an independent young teenager, 
uncover her strength to know that, yeah, there are dangers in the world, but not everywhere. So live your life with awareness, but not fear so much so that you can't walk across the street. So that kind of goes to another thing that I hear a lot about where parents really, really disagree with how the other one's handling it um, or and even feel like it's having a negative impact on their kids. And the kids will come home and they don't want to go to the other parents or, you know, there's there's a lot of tension there. Um, I don't know if this was your situation, but what advice or help can you give to parents that are just in this situation where they feel like they're handing their kids over to somebody they don't necessarily trust? Yes. Well, I have a client that I've been working with for a year and we she paused for about a year and now we're getting ready to talk again today. <laughs> And her, for, her former husband is exactly what you described in her opinion. Mm -hmm. He is doing harm to the kids. He has behaviors that are not healthy. She sees them. They don't want to go to him and so forth. Anybody stressed out there? <laughs> Anybody got stress raising their teens and dealing with their co-parenting? Well, stress comes from trying to control something that you have no control over. And you really, really don't have control over making that parent do something different. With the caveat, if it's endangering their health, their mental or their emotional, you must take action. And that's where you get advice from Dr. Cam or from myself. But in general, you have complete control when your children are in your care. Mm -hmm. And there lies the wonderful teenage parenting lessons that you can teach them on how to stand up for themselves. So now rather than sending a teenager to a home environment you think is not healthy for them, without talking about the, the, the other parent in a negative way, you get to inform them how to be independent, speak up for themselves because they're gonna need that skill as they move out of both of your homes. Mm -hmm. So if you don't wanna look at it because you have so much judgment and so much anger at I'm trying to counter that other parent, shift it because you have control over how you see the world. Mm -hmm. Shift it to say, okay, I'm not parenting an eight-year-old where I have to control everything. I'm parenting a 16-year-old where my job as a parent now is to give him or her the tools to be a thriving adult. And part of that is they're gonna be in all kinds of situations that you can't be there to protect them. So instilling with them how to think about it, how to have appropriate words, how to keep themselves safe and say to you, this is why right now I don't want to go to the other parent's house. So you're having a conversation that gives you information from their perspective, mm -hmm. not just yours. Because remember, they see their other parent very differently than you do. And they love both of you. And I think, too, when they hear you talking negatively about your ex so much, they start to either believe it as well or just to make you feel better, repeat it, right? Absolutely They're, both of those things. like this one because this, my dad, because my mom is so angry, so I can't say anything positive about my dad in front of my mom. And so that feeds it, too, right? And look what conflict that puts in your child. Look what conflict that puts 
in your teenager. Now they view the world with, there are some people I can talk with and there's some people I have to guard who I am to be in their presence. Mm -hmm. That is not a healthy behavior for a young adult to take out into the world. Yeah. And you have absolutely the opportunity to help them understand that. The other really big piece that I see that kind of goes along with this, Sharon, is um, going, saying, I'm doing everything that I can and I'm doing it right. And my spouse, just my ex, just won't play along. And no matter what I do, they're determined to make it far more difficult. And I just, I can't, there's nothing else I can do. And I hear right. this a lot too, because they're just so frustrated. And it's like, I'm trying to be fair. I'm trying to be the, you know, the good guy and saying good things, but they're saying terrible stuff about me. And now my kids are coming home believing terrible things about me. How do I get, how do I, what do I do in that situation? You know, this is probably the most difficult for people in general and for parents of teenagers that are in a divorced situation or a co-parenting situation or not really co-parenting, just one parent on one side, one parent on yeah, the other. Yeah, dual parenting. <laughs> Hear this and then let it settle in for a minute. You have become a parent by virtue of living a number of days up until this point. And hopefully you will be healthy and stay in the world a number of days after this day. And from that perspective, time comes in as a valuable component of your decision-making. Remember, you begin with your children love you both. And in wanting to love you both, they, unbeknownst to them, are trying to find a way to love you both without the interruption of the other parent's influence or manipulation. That's not going to happen in one day because they're still engaged with that other parent. But your behavior can tell them by your actions something completely different. You don't have to say words to them because that puts you in conflict with the other parent. But if the other parents, mommy's always going shopping and you hear them saying that to you, why are you always going shopping, mom? I'm just picking a little thing there. Now listen to your teenagers more than you want to correct them. Listen to them because they are giving you information that is golden for you and for them and for their other parent. That's why breathing allows you to really hear what they're saying. When they say, you're going chopping too much, mom, guess what is an appropriate thing for you to do? Go into your room by yourself and evaluate. Oh my goodness, am I shopping too much? Am I spending too much money? Is that teaching my daughter that it's all about money, life, and everything? Wow, I need to change my behavior. Mm. Very, very good. Because I think a lot of times we want to get on the defensive and say that's wrong when actually there's some insight and even understanding why your teen thinks that you're shopping too much. Yes, because it could not be from you. It could be from the community of teens she's around or the other parents. But either way, is this a healthy value that you want your teen to grow up with? Right. You get to choose. A perception. Yeah, that's okay. This has just been so much good information and I know we had talked about I'm, I'm doing this power the power hour and I'm going to put you on the spot now because I want you to say yes 
Um, but I'm doing the power hour where it's a whole hour of talking about this. And I think this topic could probably go for more than an hour, but we won't do that. But I wanted to just ask again, if you're interested in doing that, because I want to let people know that I'm going to get you on there <laughs> to talk, talk about this, because then they'll get you for a full hour and they can sign up for that. And there's even a backstage pass they can get where they can ask you questions directly. Oh, yay. No, there's people out there. I'm trying to think of all the questions that I can think that they would be asking. I know there's a lot more going on. So I'm going to just throw that out there. Would you be interested in doing that? Yes. Okay, good. I, I really forced her to do that, but I know you said yes before. No force. I mean, this is my joy. I mean, you are just so wonderful. We just met a couple of months ago, and I just enjoy your gift to parents that are raising teenagers, and I am on board, so yes. I'm so excited. So people, we're going to go look for more from Sharon because you're adorable and lovely. Um, how can they find you in the meantime? Okay, I am in on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, but mostly I'm on Facebook. Um, okay. I just, there's too many portals to have to pay attention to. So yeah. you can find me at Sharon Ria uh, on Facebook and come to my personal page because I don't really interact on the whole family coaching page a lot. I find people more engaged with me on my personal page. Uh, send me a um, friend request or just follow whatever you choose. Perfect. My e all that info. Yeah. My email is Sharon at the whole family coaching.com, which is the name of my company. And that's the same website, the whole family coaching.com. And there you can find more information about no judgment, just love. There's a separate website that you could link to, which gives you some tools. I have five steps of how to practice no judgment, just love. There's a coloring book a journal for kids. It's called the coloring book for journal for kids, but guess what? It comes in a left-hand version and a right-hand version because there's no judgment about how you color. I love that. I will link all of that so everyone can find it. And I encourage you guys to go look up more information and reach out to you because you are, you're wonderful and so full of so much wisdom um, and just encouragement. The way you present it is in a way that I know all of us are going, okay, we can do this. Yes. We yes, you can. Yes, you judged. can. We don't feel judged. We feel loved. Oh, yay. My goal. <laughs> thank you so much, everyone, for listening and tuning in. And thank you, Dr. Cam, for having me. It's been thank a joy. You. Thank you so much.